that first prototype was actually built in about six hours. We kind of just like got to MVP real quick. We started looking at branding and names and, and got it out to market, gave it to our clients. And, and then obviously after we saw seen a, a fair few people signing up, we spent a, a lot more time on it and, and completely rebuilt it and fixed it. Welcome to the Future Podcast. I'm your producer, Greg Gunn, and I hope you are having a wonderful day. Thanks for sharing part of it with us. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Linktree. And you might recognize that name and probably the URL from the millions of Instagram profiles that use it. And if you don't, then go look it up because it is quite the handy social media tool. In this episode, Alex and Chris talk about Linktree's remarkable growth and how they gain around 20,000 new signups every day without spending much on customer acquisition. Sounds crazy, right? Well, maybe not if you build a great solution to an annoying problem. It's not often we get to talk shop with the founder of a tech company. Alex and his team have built something undeniably unique that even the royal family uses. That's a true story. But I won't spoil anything else for you. Please enjoy our insightful conversation with Linktree founder, Alex Zacharia. So I'm excited to talk to you, uh, mostly because I don't get many opportunities to talk to founders of tech companies, and this is kind of really interesting. And I'm also familiar with your uh, your company, Linktree, right? So I, I, read, cool. I read a little bit about it, but uh, so for people who don't know who you are and what you do, can you give us the introduction, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so yeah, Linktree is a tool that helps you connect your all your your entire online ecosystem through just one link. So it was a originally uh, four or five years ago, uh, we built it really just to solve a really simple problem for ourselves. We were running a, a digital agency at the time and couldn't link out of Instagram properly for our clients. Um, and yeah, really just built it to solve the, um, a pretty simple problem. It turned out a lot more people had that that problem and and fast forward a few years now it is no longer just a tool for instagram and it works really well on instagram but it's it's really a platform agnostic tool that helps you unify all your content and all your most recent and relevant relevant content across uh, your entire online ecosystem and not just online as well just wherever your audience lives really we're seeing users put it on, on their business cards and their email signature and their resume um and then across all their all their social networks Mm. Okay, I have so many questions. So as as you're telling me this and, and the little that I was able to dig up on you, it sounded to me like you scratched your own itch. Like you thought because you're managing uh, people and you're like, God, that pasting in bio into your bio on Instagram is just a pain in the butt. And then the algorithm now is like uh, not chronological anymore. It's, it's a pain. And so you you've, you found a problem. You solved your own problem. And what happens next is kind of like a wonderful, amazing thing that all people who start uh, tech companies, I think, startups, dream of having, which is this super organic growth. And I, I see that you, you you spend little to no money marketing. So how did this come about? Give us a little of a backstory, please. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, you know, It was this simple problem, I mean, from a management point of view and being able to link out of Instagram, it was definitely the algorithm problem as well, changing from, from chronological to 
algorithmic, which meant that, you know, you might end up seeing a, a post from three or four days ago and then that link in bio is no longer relevant. Right. Um, and so we built this this tool, yeah, really, really for ourselves, but it was, I guess, uh, you know, an, an experiment for us, an excited way to actually build it into a product because we kind of always really wanted to do that ourselves as well rather than just building it as an internal tool and seeing people sign up and, and, and watching that grow was really exciting. And, uh, you know, early days, we just let people have it, let people have it for free, really just kind of learn from them, learned, got feedback and just starting to get that feedback kind of like really started to give us, that, I guess, that itch. We were like, oh, tell us more. What else can we do? Mm-hmm. Um you know, it continued to build it from there. That first prototype was actually built in about six hours. We kind of just like got to MVP real quick. We started looking at branding and names and, and got it out to market, gave it to our clients. And and then obviously after we saw seen a, a fair few people signing up, we spent a, a lot more time on it and, and completely rebuilt it and fixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really just like a rapid prototype to see if this was a thing that would help us. And then from there, obviously we had a, yeah, a lot of organic growth, which is, which is amazing through... Uh, like you know, through twenty sixteen and early twenty seventeen, there was just a lot of people just discovering the problem, and obviously it's a self referring tool, right? Like people will share the link, and therefore people will discover the link, um, and you know, continue to use it in that way. We had a lot of UGC, a lot of user generated content through twenty seventeen, just heaps and heaps of amazing, you know, coaches and and online you know, people with online audiences and. and you know, creating long form videos or creating Instagram posts about how to use this great new Instagram hack or this great new tool. And we made some very conscious decisions early on to not interfere with that, to really allow people, allow our users to tell the story for themselves and rather than us kind of get in the way with our own content. Right. And really allow that using that content to, to grow. The other thing we did was make sure that the product is just exactly what people want. You know, if people love the product, you know, promoting advocacy rather than referral, never, you know, we, we deliberately didn't put a referral referral program in place. We wanted to just make the product something that people would actively share themselves because they love it and it suits their needs, it solves their problem and therefore they'll use it. And I think that continued even once we did monetize and, and put a, a pro version on, our philosophy has always been add value to the pro, never take value away from the free. Mm. You know, we see freemium products where you just completely restrict the functionality of the free version to the point where it's not really that valuable to you. And for us, we wanted to make sure the free version was just as amazing to use so that a huge, you know, a huge amount of users still see huge value in it and therefore they'll use it and they'll share it and more and more people will discover it. And that's how we've gotten to the point of, of such huge organic growth still continuing um, with really not really spending any money or barely any money on on paid acquisition. I know what Linktree is. And if you're on Instagram, there's a good chance you already know, but there's going to be a bunch of people who are like not that sophisticated, still doing the copy paste and the link uh, into the bio. In a nutshell, what is Linktree? So Linktree is a, you know, you can can really think about Linktree as your contents page of the internet. It's a link and when you land in it, it gives you a very specific list of links um, and it helps you share your most recent and relevant content on that page. Um, So it really helps you connect all of your online ecosystem with just one link. So, you know, we see our users, uh, you know, to completely unify all of your social platforms. Um, Last year in the US alone, there was 8.9 social media accounts per internet user. And wow. for, you know, that's, so that's, 
you know, we're obviously solving the problem of being able to link out of Instagram really easily, really effectively in a conversion-driven platform. It's really frictionless. Um, and we can talk a lot more about the design for that. But in terms of the unification, we're seeing, you know, if you're going to go use it on your Twitter, put in, put in your Twitter bio, put in your Twitter post or your Facebook and your LinkedIn, on your business card, in your Pinterest, on your TikTok, um, talk about it in your Snapchat, on your Instagram, and then you've just got one link that's really easily updatable and it's got your most recent and relevant content. And it's really important to be able to do this in a really frictionless way. Whatever you're talking about on your socials, you want to make as discoverable and accessible as possible for your for your audience and for your visitors rather than consistently sending them into a funnel or sending them onto a brand immersive website where there is an instant access to that specific piece of content you're talking about or sharing on your socials, um, you know, you, you, risk it, you risk them not actually viewing that content or getting to it quickly enough. Right. Okay. So for people who are just like, what the heck are these two guys talking <laughs> about? I'm going to do my best to explain this in layman terms, okay? Uh, let's just focus mostly on Instagram, although the applications are widespread. You could use Linktree for just about anything. Now, Instagram restricts you from uh, putting one URL inside your bio and that's it. You can't externally link anything on any of your posts, right? At least that's the way it is of right now. So it becomes a pain in the butt if you have a YouTube channel, if you want somebody to buy a product or maybe read a post that you've posted somewhere else, it becomes a pain in the butt. And the way that we used to do it is copy paste from a, from a clipboard or something like that into here and just constantly be changing and updating it, but it's very problematic. It's a pain in the butt. So you guys have solved this problem by creating a simplified integrated interface to be able to connect all the different outbound links that you want in one easy place. And then you can use this on Instagram, on LinkedIn and everywhere else. So you just have one URL to manage and it makes the whole process super easy and streamlined. Okay, did I get that right? Perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. You can explain it, explain it far better than I can. I love hearing, <laughs> other, people, love hearing other people talk about it and explain it. <laughs> yeah. It's your own baby, so Simpl- you know, I get exactly. it. Exactly, simplified. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so when you say like you, you were running a digital agency, is this like a web app-based de- design and development company? Uh, yes, yeah, so it was a digital strategy agency that specialized in music and events and entertainment. So working with uh, record labels and artists and some of the, the biggest festivals in the country, um, doing mainly paid digital go-to-market strategy as well as websites and yeah, logo design and all, all that kind of thing. Um, so it was very, you know, Linktree was definitely born out of that specific pain point with Instagram, but within that kind of industry, that vertical of music, which has a very clear need and use case for it even still today where it is such a fragmented industry. You've got your streaming on one domain and you've got your ticketing on another domain and you've got your merch on another domain. Uh. Um, you know, so for you to be able to actually connect to all that content, it's really important and still is. Um, and then, you know, that, that's so applicable for so many other industries as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really kind of where, where it was born out of. Um, that, in, that agency still runs today still 50 55 staff now and it's still you know looking after lots of music in outside of music as well lots of events around the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so there it was this frustration point and did you do a quick search uh because i i my, my older brother is in software development every time i think i have a brilliant idea he just searches and he's like okay here's 45 versions of your idea already <laughs> 
and it's back to the drawing board. And it, it's never happened where I'm like, here's an idea I think is really good, where it comes back to me, whether it's either a good idea or it's already been done. So it's, it, it fails usually there. Did you do that search? And, and what happened? Stupidly, I didn't. Um, <laughs> either stupidly or, or like, yeah, I guess it's just that kind of, um, just that itch, get up and go. And, and fortunately, you know, we had a team to be able to, to help put this together, right? Like I was the kind of person that always had these ideas like yourself, you kind of like have this idea and and, and actually getting it done is the harder part. So uh, through the agency, my goal was to get an engineer or developer that could be in-house, they would just sit next to me that I could just talk to and tell them my idea rather than trying to write up all these technical documentation. So that kind of happened. I woke up one morning, we had the idea and I just we just spoke through it and he kind of ended up building it and we spent a bunch more time on the design and the branding and then we put it up and then we literally had this moment like, I should probably check if this exists. Like, <laughs> we see if we, yeah. this exists. So we had a bit of a Google and, and luckily there was, there was nothing else at all uh, mm-hmm. like it. So, um, you know, I guess for us it didn't really matter. We were, at the time we were still just really solving it for ourselves um, and it was a, a fun, fun project to, to try. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was a couple of years ago. Now let's catch us up to 2020. Where's Linktree at today? What, what's the revenue look like? What are the user base looks like? And let's let's take it from there. Yeah. So 2020, we've had you know we had a really strong last couple of months as well. So we're about 20,000 signups a day at wow. the moment. Um, over five million users, and it's really incredible. You know, about 150, 160 million unique visits a month across profiles mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really incredible to see. Like I said, we kind of started it in, in, with this music idea in mind, but it's just scaled into every vertical and industry imaginable. Um, there's over 250 unique verticals listed on the platform. There isn't one single industry that makes up more than 4% of the user base. Um you know, chefs and actors and comedians through to, you know, the royal family signed up through to, you know, some parts of the adult industry and then children's books and um, stay-at-home mums and dads selling candles on Etsy and emerging artists, emerging podcasts, and it just goes on and on. There's some of the biggest brands in the world and emerging brands. And so it's it's just fascinating to see um, how each individual vertical uses it in a different way. And we've deliberately made it that way that it's versatile, that you can – you do what you need to do with it, and, and we rely on just educating on best practice. Um, and to, you know, the specific use cases, like I explained the music one earlier, we've got publishers like like The Guardian and Vice and these these amazing publishers using it. And very specifically for them, it's because their social media editor doesn't have control over what's on the homepage. So they can share something on socials. The homepage editor might take that story down, and if they send it to the homepage, it's no longer there. So for them, it's a really easy tool for them to make sure that whatever they're talking about most recently on their socials is actively in their in their links. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whereas you know for for chefs, it's talking about their recipes, and you know the the list goes on and on. So it's really been amazing to see. And then the other part uh, for us is the I guess the digital comprehension of our users is there's we've got the entire entire spectrum from expert marketers working at some of the biggest brands in the world all the way to the complete opposite of that. And for us to really think about that um, from a design perspective and from the product perspective and how we build and make sure that it's incredibly simple 
and easily used by those that are, um, you know, on the lower end of the, of the comprehension, digital comprehension spectrum and still incredibly powerful and valuable for expert marketers and expert technologists. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of questions that I, I want to ask you here. I want to circle back to this about these uh, superstars that you got to use the platform. But before I do that, I, I know that Instagram is uh, sometimes quite fickle about like, uh, this is a term that people use uh, a lot, like shadow banning, like when you use third party apps to do certain things, if you comment too quickly, it shuts you down for a little bit. Was that a concern for you that by using Linktree in your bio that Instagram would be like, hey, this is not cool. This is not what we intended it for. And we're going to shut it, shut it down. Was that a concern at all? Look, to be completely transparent, early, very early days, maybe a little bit. It was, it was again, just a tool for ourselves. Um, it was not a big deal. We don't see that as a concern now. And mm. for the last few years, ever since we really, you know, started to build on Linktree and monetize it and, and build it into the platform that it is today, it's, it's, it's not a concern for us. We actually have quite a healthy relationship with, with Instagram and Facebook and we, you know, they themselves use Linktree for certain parts of their business. I don't think, you know, from a from a banning perspective themselves, there's nothing that allows them to do that or gives them a reason for doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been, there was actually like a 15 minute period in early 2018 where the domain got banned for a little bit. It was completely a false positive of their spam protection. Okay. And they reached out to us and apologized and unblocked everyone and, and saw it as a, as a huge mistake on their part. So I think, which, you know, it was incredible for them to first to work together with them on that and all our users commenting saying you know thank you so much to linktree for working on this so quickly and it's and it's very much you know that that was a very specific problem and it's never ever been an issue since then mm -hmm. in terms of of having linktree in your bio affecting your actual reach or engagement on instagram we've never seen any any kind of evidence with that right. um so you know really linktree you're, you're linking out of instagram regardless where you link to for them I don't believe is a problem and, and to be able to really optimize that and make sure you're getting the best out of that is actually in the best interest. Right. Okay. Um, you mentioned uh, monetization and the pro version. What is the key difference between the free version and the pro version? Yeah, so the pro version is, uh, yeah, it, it allows you to have mainly customization. Customization is a big one. So background mm -hmm. images, background videos, fonts and colors and change your profile picture, all these kinds of kinds of things and then scheduling links and a whole bunch of link functionality that we call so scheduling links uh there's also what we call a leap link which is again thinking about musicians and, and kind of like content creators that what that would have what we would call like a hype moment in mind so uh if you were releasing an album you could select your spotify link and select that to be your leap link and so whenever a visitor clicks on your link tree they'll go directly to that piece of content rather than loading your link tree and you set that leap link for a certain I amount see. of time so that you know rather than having to go to your bio to put your spotify link in or put whatever specific link in that you want them to go directly to you can just leave your link tree in you can select this link from within your link tree really simply really easily and it'll go directly to there and the benefit of that is that we still track it as a click we still drop all your remarketing pixels all of that we make all that side of marketing really really simple so you're still able to report on it. You're still able to remarket, even though you're going directly to a platform where you might not be able to put your remarketing pixels on and, mm, and yeah. those kinds of things. Um, there's, you know, you can priority link, which allows you to um, make one link flash or 
or uh, wobble or animate in some particular way. And when we're talking about these and, and thinking about these is, you know, for a priority link, for example, where it will animate and draw attention to itself, we're very particular to not allow, you know, we only allow that to be on one link. We're really driving our user to select one link that you want to draw attention to and not allow every link to be shaking and doing all this crazy stuff and end up making it look like a MySpace. You know, it's about really making sure yeah. that you have, uh, you know, there isn't much you can do that will make your link tree not convert well. Um, right. And that, and that's the the goal. So, yeah, uh, you know, the free product is still really valuable. It doesn't limit your links. Um, you can choose from a bunch of themes. You can get up and going in under 20 seconds and have your own little place on the internet um, really quickly, really easily, make it look good and, and start sharing it around. And then pro, for the pro version is for the, you know, that next level up where you really want to take your content seriously and your, and your online marketing seriously and gives you a whole bunch of tools to be able to do that. Integrates with Facebook, integrates with MailChimp and all kinds of things. The pro version, does it include analytics in terms of bounce rate yeah. and conver conversions, et cetera, it does? Thank you. I completely forgot about that part. So uh, <laughs> the free version tells you how many clicks in total on a link. Yeah. Um, the pro version tells you clicks by day per link, total clicks, click-through rates, page views. Um, and actually recently we launched an entirely new analytics suite. So it also shows you clicks by country and click-through rates by country and where your traffic's coming from. And um, yeah, a whole bunch of interesting insights like that. So yeah, it's really, really important data to be able to see for, you know, for marketers, um, not just looking inside Instagram or inside individual platforms, but to really understand quickly your entire online ecosystem in one quick place um, and understand more insights about your audience. Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit about the numbers? Um, what, what kind of revenue did you guys pull last year? How big is the team? Uh, whatever, other, so, so we can get a sense of like this, this product, this company you've built. Yeah, sure. So... Uh, we don't talk about revenues because we're a private company. We're mm -hmm. not. Uh, we're completely bootstrapped. Um, we did announce uh, uh, late last year we surpassed three million ARR, mm -hmm. um, and we're growing quite significantly significantly since then. So um, that gives you a bit of an idea, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, we're actually quite a small team, so about seven a uh, seventeen. Um, but we've we're scaling quite rapidly at the moment. We're hiring a lot. Um, we hired five people last week. So we're expecting to be at about 40 people or so by the end of the year, mm -hmm. um, potentially more, um, which is really exciting. Definitely growing our team outside of Australia, um, mainly in the US. Uh, over 90% of our revenues from the US, over 99% of our revenues from outside of Australia. Uh, so it's been a, been an interesting journey to grow such a global product from little old Melbourne. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and what's the makeup of the team? If you, at the end of the year, you say you're going to grow to 40 people, help me understand like how the team is broken up in terms of job functions or roles. Yeah, so at the moment it's mainly engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's 10 engineers to 17. Uh, we'll still probably likely be about half engineers um, and then the rest design product uh, and marketing and operations and, and all the rest of it, sales and growth. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very self, you know, self-referring product. Um, so we haven't had to have big sales teams and that kind of thing. We're very, very product-led and very engineering-led, um, delivering the best product we can. Uh, but that will change. We are rolling out agency 
versions and, and enterprise versions later this year. So we'll have sales teams around the world mm-hmm. um, as well. Uh, okay, now the thing that I wanted to circle back to was that you got some really big names in the music industry to use the platform. Uh, share with us what the process was like to get them. Was it uh, in terms of the collaboration and working together? Yeah, so Alicia Keys was the first major uh, celebrity or you know influential user to sign up. Uh, that was in 2017 and was completely organic. We actually had a um, we had a Slack integration at the time where it literally showed us every single sign up. Um, it just came through as a and it, it had like a little bell every time there was a sign up, uh, and it was only maybe 40 or 50 a day at that time. Um, Alicia Keys signed up actually the week before we'd been put on product hunt by someone in the in the United States, um, and it was. It was the night before my sister's wedding, actually, about 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> so U.S. time um, popped up, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm staying on there for hours trying to answer comments. And um, a few days later, Alicia Keys signed up, um, and it just started skyrocketing from there. We had to turn that Slack integration off because it got pretty annoying, um, which was, yeah, obviously a good, good problem to have. That was organic, um, you know, and we, and we reached out. We, you know, firstly made sure it was real, um, and then <laughs> – <laughs> realized it was a, a legitimate email address and we reached out and we said, you know, hey, happy to have you. We can give you free access to Pro. We can do all that, you know, we can build a custom profile for you. Um, you know, let us know how we can help. And we and it turns out it was the digital agency at the her label that signed up. They also represented a whole heap of other artists, um, other incredible influential artists. So we, yeah, worked closely with them and that's kind of really built our strategy that we still do today which is when we see a big artist or influential user like this sign up we reach out we offer a a bit of a white glove service um in order for them to sign up the rest of their their roster um and gain the rest of their talent so that's what happened with them they signed up uh i believe eminem and pearl jam and the killers and tupac uh and so that was awesome, and that really just got started to get our foothold in, in and like that side of the market. And now it continues to be organic, so we don't do a whole bunch of cold outreach. We started to do it a little bit more lately when we're specifically trying to reach a vertical. So sports in the US is something we're really excited about right now. Um, but in other words, you know, Jamie Oliver signed up organically, and L'Oreal and Qantas and and all, you know signed up organically, and. Uh, yeah, live yeah, continues. Gary Vee, Tony Robbins in the business space, and just like you know, and it's it's fascinating to watch mm-hmm. when a, a influential user in one category signs up, and then the following of users around the world in that category. So Jamie Oliver signed up, and then we had chefs all over the world for the next week signing up really rapidly, um, and so we can see that it, that influence, and it, it's it's really interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, it's for us. You know, we get asked this a lot, and there is no like marketing trick or hack or approach that we took other than being product led, making sure that it's a product that solves their problem, solves their problem easily, adds value to their lives and more importantly, saves them time, you know, and makes it, you know, a- able to get the value in their marketing goals without spending too much time on it. Um, and they'll, they'll um, sign up and start to use a product because it helps them in that way. So it, that's what starts it and then we just make sure we follow on and, and get the rest of their roster and make sure they continue using it we'll be right back with more Alex Zacharia 
Hey, Ben Burns from the future here. If you don't recognize my voice, you might know me from our YouTube channel as the friendly guy with the big beard. Yep, that's me. Listen, the future's mission is to teach a billion creatives how to make money doing what they love without feeling gross about it. And let's be honest, historically, we creative types are great at producing the work, but not so great at running the business, especially when it comes to things like sales, marketing, and money. I know, personally, I used to struggle with all of those. Now, fortunately for you though, we have a slew of courses and products designed specifically to help you run your business better. These are tools like the complete case study and the perfect proposal. These things are there to help you attract new clients and then wow them with a thorough and professional presentation. Now you can go even deeper with one of our business courses like project management, how to find clients and the intensive business bootcamp. Check out all of our courses and products about running a creative business by visiting thefuture.com slash business. Welcome back to our conversation with Alex Zacharia. Okay, take me through this moment uh, because one day I'm going to have this moment and I kind of want to be able to compare it to what you went through where your notifications on Slack, it's like bing, bing, bing. And then you see this name, Alicia Keys. I mean, just... Paint the picture for me. Take me through <laughs> the feeling that you had. You know, I know you did all the right things in terms of like, let's verify and let's give her the white glove service, get her on board. But just take me back there for a second and like how you felt. Yeah, I remember sitting at my desk and just like always excitedly looking at this channel and watching yeah. this channel and scrolling through. We were in a co-working office at the time, so it was a it was actually a co-working space that we were, we were running for music industry only so it was a bunch of managers and agents and uh those kinds of uh you know that kind of industry in the office we had about 10 people in our team at the time across the agency and um yeah scrolling through and saw that name and i was like that can't be real <laughs> um and clicked on it and saw that it was all legitimate links went into the um back and into the back end of the platform and looked mm -hmm. at the email address and like I think this is real guys um and we actually yeah we did a bit of a happy dance i'm jumping up and kind of having a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a happy dance run, uh, jumping around and the rest of the people in the office is looking at us like what are you doing um yeah looking very confused and a bit annoyed that we we're distracting them um uh, but i think it was worth it for sure so yeah that was yeah it was yeah incredibly exciting um, and I think, and especially given it was in music, right. you know, obviously any, any user to us is incredibly important no matter what their, you know, their digital influence, um, or, you know, follower base or anything like that. Yeah. But for Alicia Keys, who is such an influential musician, um, and us, I guess, coming out of music and building Linktree with music in mind, mm -hmm. that was a huge validation for us. Yeah. Ah, you must have been through the moon. Who's the first person you told once you suspected like this could actually be real? Was it your brother or somebody else? Yeah, it was my brother and my other co-founder, Nick, our creative director. Yeah. Um, and then I think all our other team, you know, shared it in their other Slack channels and made sure everyone knew and were all <laughs> excited. And I'm sure it was uh, my brother, my other brother and the rest of my family and my girlfriend. <laughs> um, and, and the list goes on. We probably, I'm sure we shared it somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, you you. I think you mentioned, uh, and I don't. Know, I'm not sure if I heard it correctly that Tupac <laughs> used Luigi's Linktree, but Tupac's <laughs> yeah. dead. How could Tupac be doing this? <laughs> Something's yeah, that up. Was our first. 
build our first dead user. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess it's, you know, the state that still uh-huh. selling records, it's the, the digital agency of the record uh, company um, still managing that, that presence online. Um, so it was definitely strange working on that one. We designed a, a, a customized profile and, and did all that kind of thing for it. Um, yeah. yeah, turns out, turns out it's still very much an online presence <laughs> for Tupac uh, and very, very healthy uh, traffic. <laughs> wow. So, so Tupac is still uh, influencing us from the grave. So I, th- I just wanted to make sure I did not hear it incorrectly. It was Tupac. Okay, excellent. All right. Now, here's, here's the question. Inevitably, when you're early to market, you, you find a pain point that a lot of people are feeling. There's no easy solution. You guys build this. You're the right people with the expertise and the background in music, and it just it all connects. Inevitably, what happens is you, you become successful enough that other people take notice. And then what I find is the attack of the clones, where Me Too companies are, are getting into it. Are you seeing this, and how do you stay ahead of the competition? Yeah, yeah, we're seeing a lot of this. Um, it's an interesting world. We we through twenty eighteen, it started definitely started popping up, and there was quite a few that uh, actually there was one that was literally like there's quite a few actually that had literally our copy our artwork copied everything, um, mm. and it's just a straight rip. Uh, and then there was one that literally still had our Australian company number in the terms and conditions, like to the point of just complete. Oh my god. It's just called laziness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, you can do better than that. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, and there's still plenty of them. There's even like frameworks on, on, um, you know, on, on theme websites where you can download and like make your own link tree, um, yes. kind of thing. And, it, and it's, it happens, I guess, a little bit because from the outside, it seems so simple. It looks like such a simple app, and for us, it is not, you know, it's not simple under the hood for Linktree. It is so incredibly complex and the way we think about it um, and the innovation we put into it and the functionality and the features very, very, very well researched and thought out for specific reasons. And that is what we know these people aren't doing. They're just following what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way we look at it, at it, to be honest, and they're, they're popping up all the time. And the way we look at it is, is, I would be more worried when they stop copying us. And I think that is really, you know, that would mean we're stopping, we've stopped innovating um, and they stop caring about what we're doing. And that would be more of a concern for us. I mm. think, you know, we don't go and put crazy amounts of resources into like legally fighting them or anything like that. We just stick to ourselves, build right. the best product we possibly can and, 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 and maintain and grow our audience that way. Um, and yeah, you know, having said that, there's, there's a couple you know, that, that pop up and do think about things and, and do slightly innovate themselves. And I think that's great. That keeps us on our toes. Well, you have a great attitude about that. I love it. Because uh, you could spend all your time and energy worrying about it and getting angry, but it's not really productive. So your solution sounds like you just out-innovate them. Just be 20 steps ahead. And and it's actually a good sign that there are enough people interested in this because you're still relevant and they're going to keep pushing you and pushing the industry forward, right? Exactly, yeah. Competitive, competitive uh, you know, Competitorship is really healthy in that in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, you know, when we do really mind about it is when they are confusing our users. Like we've seen some pop up around the world where they'll still try and put Linktree in the domain or call it Linktree in some kind of way, and that's obviously I see that's a trademark issue, right? Exactly, that's yeah. a trademark, and that gives us legal rights to do it. But it's not even a legal thing for us. It's very much, you know, we'll get users contact us and they're confused, and it's because they're not actually using our, you know, our product. 
Um, and that's when it's really problematic when, you know, they could, we work so hard to make sure that our tool is so easy to use and so powerful for users. And when they're confusing us for others mm-hmm. is a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when we'll definitely do something about it. But outside of that, yeah, just really, really focus on the product and making sure we're building the best best product we can. Yeah. A little while ago, you mentioned something about user-generated content, that there seemed to be a lot of love or at least interest in people creating content without your permission, acknowledgement, or any money exchanging hands here to the tune of something like 45,000 videos on YouTube being made. What an incredible Mm. marketing asset that you've created uh, without even having to pay or make any of that. Why are people sharing Linktree like the way they are and making content for you? Yeah, it was early days when it first started popping up and started seeing articles and then we started seeing a lot of YouTube videos. It was very a, a specific type of person. I guess it was like Instagram coaches, marketing coaches, influencers, um, and really talking about it in there, in you know, as a tool that they had discovered. I see. Um, and wanted to share with their audience, right? So, putting it into their hands to sh- give it to them as something that they discovered to show their audience and gave you know a reason for people to follow them. Um, because they're so ahead of the curve and they're seeing finding the tool that's going to help their audience. And then, and that was the reason we specifically chose not to get in the way and really reach these people directly. Um, it was kind of, kind of almost like an influencer strategy in that way where we just let people to continue to tell that story. Um, and we, you know, more and more were popped up every single day um, talking about, you know, this Instagram hack or this linking hack or online mm-hmm. marketing hack, you know, and, and it obviously evolved from there. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the most we did really there was we reached out to them because we had recently launched the, the pro version and gave them free access to pro if they were to do a similar video about the pro features mm-hmm. um, so that we started to showcase that because for the most part, this was on on the free features or really just showing the product itself. Right. And there's, you know, it was, yeah, it was, to be totally honest, uh, it was something that popped up without us specifically doing, but then there was, you know, the decisions that we made from there to make sure that we, that we, um, harnessed it and encouraged it and, and didn't, and, you know, continue, continued it, continued its growth. Right. I think, um, you know, there's definitely things that can end up happening that you squash it or, um, get too involved and it, and it kind of grows. So eventually that, that petered off, but there's still, yeah, I think there's over a hundred thousand videos on YouTube now and tens of thousands of articles floating around. Um, and it, and it's, you know, I think what was most interesting about it is it's not just videos it's like there's like hour-long videos of people just like spending so much time explaining its product in absolute detail and it's yeah obviously really really humbling for us to see and also influenced a lot of the product like we watched these videos and saw firsthand how people were talking about it and thinking about it and using it it's like you can't ask for this kind of user research right. like we would have to users and screen record and watch them instead we're able to just watch these obviously you know these power users who obviously understand how to use it and sometimes often not so much and kind of like see how they basically navigate in almost every video, they navigate around the app in a different way. And like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, really help that influence our design, next design and features and functionality. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way that you're either your decision conscious or, or un- unconscious decision to market the product or not to market it made it kind of like this resource that people wanted to discover for themselves and tell others about it. This doesn't happen that often. It's like that little hole-in-the-wall restaurant and kind of off the main street that the people who know tell other people who know. Yeah. 
and it's that kind of thing. So they start creating this content because I'm sure there are companies who are going to be listening to this like, what is the secret marketing plan here where you get free marketing and free user research? Like, how does that happen? So I think it's you make something that people desperately need or want or have a big pain point around. And then the rest starts to kind of fall into place, right? Exactly. And I, I think there's a lot to be said here for not overthinking it, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't know what would have happened. But if we didn't, you know, at the time, weren't incredibly busy with the agency, the agency was scaling at the time, hiring employees like every week. And Linktree was also starting to grow, but it was kind of like this side hustle for us. And that probably meant that we didn't spend that much time overthinking about it, overthinking it and putting heaps and heaps and heaps of time into it early on. Right? We were like had this whole other thing that we were having to worry about. And, and if we think back now, discussing this the other day, if we were solely focused on Linktree, we probably would have been coming up with all these crazy marketing plans and hacks and ideas and, and kind of really overthinking it and don't know if that would have ended up in the same same position. So I think there is a lot to be said to just allow it to take its course, watch what happens, learn from it, build from there, um, and you know, not rely on kind of you know, specific hacks or ideas or, you know, really just trying to everything you can to gain users. I think it's it really can begin to to grow organically. And if you can start to pick up on what is making it grow organically, then you can continue to harness that. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that you're you're the co-founder of, of Linktree. Do you, are you connected to the service company agency anymore or not at all? Yeah, so I'm still a shareholder in that company. We don't, I don't work in it at all. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm full time on Linktree, and so is Nick, our, our creative director, uh, who also is a shareholder in the agency. But yeah, Linktree is is doing its thing right now, and and uh, yeah, we're re- really, really focused on Linktree. Uh-huh. Um, and and Anthony, my brother and co-founder in, in both the agency and Linktree, he looks after the agency. I see. Oh, that's good. Okay, so yeah. Uh, at what point do you feel like this is good to leave the service world behind and go full into this and make this and make that commitment? Yeah, it's, I mean, for me, it started, you know, I had that itch for a while. Like I I loved working in the agency. We worked in this, this industry that was so passionate about about music and work with all these amazing clients, um, festivals and artists and labels, you know, it was, it was really exciting all the time. You obviously get to that point where you're like, we've got this amazing product that I just love working on and signs up users in our sleep um, compared to like this, you know, grind to sign right. up clients and make clients happy and, right. and kind of thing. So you've obviously got that itch in the back of your head and it's, and it's, it's uh, definitely a completely different way of, of thinking a different type of business. So um, we, as we grew in different, you know, it was quite a while where, Linktree was definitely big enough for me to go full-time into it. Um, but oh, so was the agency, you know, and we didn't quite have the resources in the agency for me to completely jump out. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, really just made the decision uh, late 2018 um, for us to go, okay, we just need to make this happen. Um, spent Started spending, you know, 50% of my time on Linktree, 70% of my time, 90% of my time, and just started weaning off and make sure that we were hiring, um, hiring in to replace my roles at the agency. Um, I'll still jump in and help with major decisions, help my brother Anthony with major decisions or have meetings, you know, once once a month or so just to, you know, and it's kind of become really interesting actually where we've almost got that outsider view on both 
businesses now that you would normally get from an outside advisor. Mm-hmm. So I can look at the agency and go, Anthony, what are you doing, mate? Like, you know, uh, you know, see the forest for the trees and go, that's a good decision or a bad decision, and he can do that on Link Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of it's quite nice to be able to have that. Um, so we're you know excited about the agent that agency still running. Um, it's still growing and it's doing its thing. I, uh, you know, it also power, you know, it can, it can give us quite a few insights into what's happening in the world of digital that can also assist Linktree and, and vice versa. So myself, um, yeah, I'm really excited that I'm focused on a product right now. It's definitely what is exciting me the most at the moment. I'm really passionate about. Um, but yeah, I think that that agency thing is, is still floating around and probably, yeah. It's, uh, it's doing its thing. Yeah. Do you see a time some in somewhere in the future where you're so successful, like Anthony, stop doing what you're doing. This is where we got to put our energy. Let's just forget about that. Sell the company, close it down. This is where we need to be. Do you see that happening, or, or will these t- continue to be separate entities that will kind of sustain themselves? Uh, yeah. Look, I think there's potentially a world where that can happen. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't see it right now. I think there's. I think, you know, Anthony loves it there and I think there's so much that agency can still achieve um, in its goals and what it's trying to do in the market in Australia and across the world in, you know, making sure that festivals and, and artists can still continue to sell tickets at a, efficiently and, and, and do all those things. So I think it's still an important mission for that agency to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as, as, as long as both companies have been, you know, got the best, absolute best opportunity and best shot and the right team to, to make them happen. So... At this stage, yeah, I'm 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 really focused, and, and you know, for me, there is you know there isn't really a part of the day I'm not thinking about Linktree. I'm really focused on it, and um, yeah. So to answer your question, I think there's a world where that could happen, but it hasn't really been actively thought about. Mm. And have you been um, contemplating possibly moving to America, where most of your money comes from, and so that, at least for the time zone thing, it's a little easier for you to do this, or you you just love it where you're at. Yeah, no more, no more early morning podcasting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 6 a.m. calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I think it's definitely a, a possibility. I love living in Australia mm-hmm. um, and I love growing a, a company in Australia and, and being really proud to be Australian. I think there is absolutely no, no reason in this economy why, in this, in this day and age, why we can't have a global company from Australia. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely have a great presence in the U.S. I'll definitely spend some time over there um lots of time over there growing great teams but um you know we're really excited about maintaining an australian headquarters okay so um what what's next for you like what's the next couple of years look like i know uh, it's it's like you're you're you don't need investment money it's been a bootstrap thing but i, I think i read somewhere where you would consider it for the right strategic partner because it's not a money play because you have what you need uh so what what do you see in the future where, where do you go from here yeah, we're we're really incredibly excited about the future. Some of the things we're working on right now are, uh, yeah, really really exciting. So, yeah, you're right. We're bootstrapped. Um, strategic. There's a there's a few people we're talking at the moment around potentially um, raising, definitely in that, the world of you know strategic investors and, and bringing the right people on board to help us achieve our vision. We right now we're we're looking to grow out. The product in terms of agency access and enterprise access and and growing in that way. Um, there's lots of agencies we work with already directly on the, on the current product and and we're just looking you know excited to make that a much more valuable product for agencies and the way it works. 
Uh, and then, yeah, recently we launched uh, a link type called Video Links where you can, in, uh, you know, when you land in your link tree and you click on a link off specifically for YouTube at the moment, rather than linking off to YouTube, you can choose for it to embed so it, the, the link transitions into a, a video. Um, this is kind of a, a, what we're calling link types and there's heaps more of them to come. Um, so it's really transitioning the product and evolving into a tool that is just absolutely necessary mm. to do online you know if you are doing business online you will need a link tree and that's what we're, we're growing and, and even more importantly than that anyone who wants to do business online can you know our, our mission right now and, and what we're really excited about is democratizing the internet and democratizing more specific more specifically i guess your your online presence there's so many of our users like i said that are on that you know other end of the spectrum in in uh technical sophistication and also emerging markets coming online um, and not really necessarily being able to transact easily or share their content easily or have, you know, have their own little place in the internet. And that's something we're really excited to continue making easy for people mm. um, and continue driving conversion. So yeah, lots to be done. Lots, lots to happen. And yeah, it's all happening at the moment. Um, and I think, over the next few years, we'll definitely have a much a much bigger presence around the globe, offices around around the world, and really just making sure that we are the go to place when you when you know you want to find the most recent and relevant links about someone, and a tool that just makes doing business online so super simple and so easy. Yeah. So I think before I talked to you, I was thinking, well, what else is there left to do? I mean, you you make links easy and accessible, but all the things that you talked about, the new the, the features you already have in the pro version, as well as the way you're thinking about this, I can see that you're really passionate about this and your mind is just really very creative about like, what is next? What else can we do to make this experience even better? And so if you're a person who, I mean, I don't know who wouldn't, if you're a person who is living off the internet <laughs> and needs to build um, easily accessible, easily organized links for whatever it is that you're doing products or services or even videos that you want to promote it makes a lot of sense to use something like linktree yeah alex thank you very much for jumping on the podcast with me thanks very much for your time thanks for having me my name is alex zacharia and you're listening to the feature thanks so much for joining us in this episode if you're new to the future and want to know more about our educational mission, visit thefuture.com. You'll find more podcast episodes, hundreds of YouTube videos, and a growing collection of online courses and products covering design and business. Oh, and we spell the future with no E. The Future Podcast is hosted by Christo and produced by me, Greg Gunn. This episode was mixed and edited by Anthony Barrow with intro music by Adam Sanborn. If you enjoyed this episode, then do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes. It's a tremendous help in getting our message out there. And, you know, it lets us know what you like. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.